Lord, the Lord was telling me, if you speak to that place, you speak his blood over that place and speak to it. Fast healing. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I didn't. Ooh. Okay. So. Okay. I finally brought that Jewish Bible or the Hebrew Bible, the Jewish study Bible. <laughs> um, okay. Isaiah 53. Verse 1. Now, yeah, we'll read it out of the there first. Actually, yeah. Maybe, um, okay, this is the way it says at the Amplified, who has believed, trusted in, relied on, and clung to our message of that which was revealed to us. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been disclosed? Go ahead and put it in the King James. The arm of the Lord. Yeah. Who has believed our report? You know, we're always saying, whose report do you believe? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? What's it saying in here? In, in the Jewish Bible, it says just about the same. We, who can believe what we have heard? Upon whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Now, uh, I, I just want to tell you for those, this was written in Hebrew. The Jewish Bible is written in somebody interpret a Jewish person interpreted into English and see that shows to see if they translated right too yeah. I wish we had a New Testament one <laughs> there's a lot of Jewish people that got born again and spirit filled but now turn now go to uh, John 12 37 we're going to read quite a bit there John 12 37 this time in the Amplified John 12, and then verse 37. Yep. Even though Jesus had done so many miracles before them, right before their eyes, Yet they still did not trust in him and failed to believe in him. So that what Isaiah, the prophet, said was fulfilled. Lord, who in the world's going to believe our report and our message? And to whom has the arm, the power of the Lord been shown, unveiled, and revealed? You could say, who's got revelation knowledge? <laughs> Therefore, they could not believe they were unable to believe, for Isaiah also said he has blinded their eyes. Somebody called me once and said, what? 
God blinded their eyes? And I said, because, that's because their hearts were hard. The eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the earth to see whose hearts are, are for him and want him. Uh, okay. He has blinded their eyes and hardened and benumbed their callous. See, their, their hearts were callous. Their hearts were degenerated hearts. He has made their minds dull to the word of God when it's preached because they have hard hearts. You see what I'm talking about? The things that God don't make that much different. I put them second. See, that's what I mean about putting them first place. You got to put him first place before children, before everything, before your job, before money, before everything. Because that, that, see, your mind's dull to revelation knowledge. Ooh, boy, was that emphasized there, too. See, that revelation knowledge is coming fast and furious. Just what I thought. Just from some of you, too, when you're, re you're reading, you're telling me you're getting revelation. And me, too, I, I was like, I'm getting stuff out of scriptures I've known all this time for over 40 years. And there's, I'm going, wow, I never saw that before. And that's God. That's what he's doing because he's trying to prepare us for his coming. And so, see, other people, if you don't care, the, your mind is dull. You know, I don't get it. You know, it's like, okay, to keep them from seeing with their eyes and understanding with their hearts and minds and repenting and turning to me to heal them. Because yes. sometimes you'll read something and you go, oh, that's what that, oh, God, please forgive me yes. for whatever. Go ahead. Isaiah said this because he saw his glory. Isaiah saw his glory and he spoke of him. Well, Isaiah saw that glory way before Jesus died on the cross in the earth. Now, Jesus died on that cross before the foundations of the world, but, but before it was seen by people. But Isaiah saw it in a vision hundreds of years before. Yet, in spite of all this, many even of the leading men, the authorities and the nobles believed and trusted in him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess it for fear that if they should acknowledge him, they would be expelled from the synagogue. I'm going to say something right here. Yeah, go for it. There are certain churches that if you stop going to them, they will kick you out for good. Ours was one of them. <laughs> and uh, I mean, see, uh, I, my, I, had, I was married before and my husband died. And, uh, and so there's a burial plot in Dodge, Nebraska for both of us, but they informed me that I could never be buried there because I left the church. Yeah, no. No, that's what I said. I could care less. <laughs> Give me my money back. You can put somebody else there. <laughs> okay. See, okay, now, even a lot of the fair, there were some Pharisees like, um, uh, Nicodemus, yeah. he met him, yeah. you know, in the, at the dark of the night because he was afraid that they would see him. Yeah. He was part of part of that, part of that. And uh, but see, that's the whole thing. They they would say, you have to say it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And if you didn't, 
you might believe it in your heart and say, well, in my heart, I'm born again. You know what? Okay, I, I well, yeah, I won't say that. But I was going to say, when I was little, a nun told me, though, to, to ask Jesus to come into my heart every time I received communion. And so I wondered if I wasn't, you know, <laughs> because I was so interested in finding truth. I was going cuckoo when I was older. But because of the Pharisees, they didn't confess it for fear that if they should acknowledge him, they'd be expelled. We, we can't be afraid of any person instead of God. I mean, it could be your husband, your wife. It could be anybody, your relatives. You might lose your mom and dad or your, all your relatives. Heck, Jesus' relatives didn't even like him. His brothers and sisters, you read it in there. They thought he was nuts crazy. It says it right in there, in the Bible. People don't, don't see that sometimes. They were ashamed of him. Because yep, yep. <laughs> of what he, you know, go ahead. And they loved the approval and the praise and the glory that come from men instead of, and more than the glory, that comes from God. See, and all of a sudden, all, maybe your brothers and sisters and your relatives all reject you. And you say, well, you've got to make a choice. I will say this, that we made a choice, and it wasn't easy. <laughs> but, but you know what happened after a while? They saw <laughs> it was real, yeah. And, that, and they actually said, well, Jackie's kids all turned out good. <laughs> and, and, you know, the... <laughs> the they actually said that. <laughs> okay. And they valued their credit with men more than their credit with God. After a while, they'll come back because they'll see your life. After 40 years. No, after 30 years, after 20, I don't know. But Jesus, Jesus loudly declared, the one who believes in me does not only believe in and trust in and rely on me. It's true. You trust him. But in believing in me, he believes in him. Who's the him there? God the Father, who sent me. And whoever sees, whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. Okay? I have come as a light into the world so that whoever believes in me, whoever cleaves and trusts in and relies on me, may not continue to live in darkness. Okay, yeah, we're going on. Yeah, if, yeah, keep going. If anyone hears my teachings, Selah, <laughs> and fails to observe them, we're hearing it right now, <laughs> and he does not keep them, but he disregards them, it is not I who judges him, for I have not come to judge and condemn and pass sentence, inflict penalty on the world, but I came to save the world. And anyone who rejects me and persistently sets me at naught, refusing to accept my teachings, has his judge, however, for the very message that I have spoken will itself judge and convict him as at the last day. This is because I have never spoken on my own authority. Everything Jesus said, everything he did, he only said what the Father told him to say. 
And you know, I know Kenneth Copeland and several of uh, others, they said we need to get that way. <laughs> you can. <laughs> but the Father, okay. This is because I've never spoken of my own authority or of my own accord or else self-appointed. But the Father who sent me has himself given me orders concerning what to say and what to tell. And I know his commandment is and means eternal life. So whatever I speak, I am saying exactly what my father has told me yeah. to say yeah. and in accordance with his instructions. So is that the last verse? I went, okay, yeah. Okay, so, you know, and when even, even I hate to say this, but you even reject what I'm saying, you you're rejecting him. If I'm saying scripture. Now put up there John 1, 12. And I use this all the time at funerals. I've yeah. used it. And because that's what I saw. Nobody told me about getting born again. But you know what? I can't blame them because they, they didn't know either. If they would have known, they would have said it. You know? So I feel kind of bad about the, you know, them in that way. So, but as, for as many as receive Jesus or him, they were given the power, you're given the power, power, the privilege, the right to become the sons and daughters of God. I put sons and daughters in there to make it. <laughs> to them that believed in Jesus' name, to as many as received him and believed in his name, he gave them actual power. He gave them something came inside of them to receive that. Yeah. So, you know, that there's just, there's, you have grace that comes into you. And you say, well, I can't quit this addiction. I can't quit doing this. I can't quit doing that. When you come be born again, but you have that grace. Yeah. Yes, you can. He'll give you, yeah. you just, but you have to act right. on it right. too. Okay, so the revelation of Isaiah that God sent his son to die and to save and to heal belongs to whosoever, whosoever believes in it. Yeah. And now it's done, right? right. And, and all God intended to accomplish in his redemption for us is done. And I'm saying that because now we have a part to receive it. We have a part to study it, to receive it, to get it, to, you know, to do what we have to do. That's what I mean. You, got, you can't just, just baby yourself all the time. See, it's, it's ours for all who receive him and what he's done. Well, he didn't heal me. You didn't receive it. I mean, we're not. So, so see, the, the arm of the Lord is revealed to those who believe the report. And the arm of the Lord is what pulled Jesus out of hell. Okay, now let's go to verse 2 in Isaiah. Oh, Isaiah 53, 2, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. 
verse 2. Isaiah, verse 2. <laughs> Which verse 2? For the servant of the Lord grew up before him, before his father, like a tender plant and like a root out of dry ground. And I got to say, tell you this, living word in way back. I had a dream, and I woke up saying, we're a root out of dry ground. Living word is a root out of dry ground. Living word is a root out of dry ground. And I went, ah, oh. it was 5.30 in the morning. And I, I mean, that was like, what? A root out of dry ground. But see, sometimes, you know, you see roots. <laughs> roots, and the ground is dry. In other words, we were placed here to wet that root and to bring the gospel, the total gospel. And it's, but it said that Jesus, that's what he was, like a root out of dry ground. And I, when I was saying that, I thought, that's an Isaiah. I just know it is. <laughs> okay, and it was, okay, he has no form or comeliness or royal kingly pomp that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. Okay, so he, Jesus had the spirit of God, okay, but, but he... He was just like us. But he did it. He had, when Jesus was born on the earth, he did operate like the Son of God. He didn't heal the bird's wings and all that stuff. That's not true. There's a movie that comes out and they say you can read it and don't do that because Jesus did nothing until he was 30 years old and the Holy Ghost came upon him. So he was an ordinary person. And I, I'll just read this scripture for sake of time. Philippians 2, 7, out of the Amplified said, now let's listen, but Jesus stripped himself of all the privileges and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant, a slave, and that he became just like us with no supernatural powers and was born a human being. And that tells us when we get born again and spirit-filled that we can operate in the earth like him. But he gets all the glory because he turned his authority over to us. And see, that's the problem. Everybody blames everything on God. And it's not, it's not God's fault. We are to take that authority. We're to, to, you know, he gets the glory, but we're his kids. Just like your kids imitate you and take over businesses or whatever, yeah. you know what, or, or do, yeah, that, that's what it is. Verse 3, okay, he was despised and, re and rejected and forsaken by man, a man of sorrow and pain and acquainted with grief and sickness and like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised, and we did not appreciate his worth or have any esteem for him. Now, the cross. Now, here's where I go to the Jewish Bible. This is a Hebrew Jewish Bible interpreted into English. Okay. He was despised. He was shunned by men. A man of suffering, familiar with disease, as one who hid his face from us. He was despised, and we held him of no account. I mean, he was a no big deal as he walked the earth at first. <laughs> now, one thing about the cross, the cross is honorable and it's holy, but the cross in that day 
when Jesus was on the earth was an indication you were a criminal. If you, they, actually, they actually wore cross. I mean, they wore them, but being, he's, he's a criminal. He's a criminal. When, okay, it's, it's you know what? Um, and then they used the cross to destroy you. <laughs> Just like we use, I don't know, and we still do in places, the electric chair or the lethal injection and hey, hanging. You say, they don't hang people anymore. They do as political prisoners in, uh, what's that? Uh, no. The, yep. Well, where? At Gitmo's. Yeah, I call it Gitmo too. What's, uh, oh well. It's, it's out, out there. You'd be surprised. All these political people, if political criminals are hung. Anyway, but the cro the cross was gruesome, yeah. a gruesome death reserved for the worst evil criminals. Okay, Galatians three thirteen. Oh, we read it already, but you can put it up there in the King James. Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. So see, they believed, and they thought that person was cursed and deserved punishment. And they thought, they thought he was evil and cursed by God. Yeah. They, they did in that day. Okay, so masses believe Jesus blasphemed God by calling himself the Son of God. Masses of people believed that in that day. <laughs> you know, what about us now? <laughs> okay, now we're going to just, uh, don't put anything up there because I'm going to read uh, Verses 4 and 5 out of the, this Bible. Well, on the second thought, maybe we should show it. Put the King James up, 4 and 5. Isaiah 53. <laughs> John goes, what book? <laughs> Don't blame him. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, when we were in there, too... Uh, Laughter came up, and some lady was snorting by in back of me, and I went, oh, my gosh, I found my buddy. <laughs> As I was getting drunk. <laughs> she was, I mean, it was really snorty. Oh, <laughs> really snorty. Okay, so this is what it says. Surely has borne our griefs. Griefs and carried our sorrows. <laughs> Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Now hold that up there. Hold it up there. Keep it up there. This is what, what the Jewish Bible says. Yet it was our sickness that he was bearing, our suffering that he endured. We accounted him plagued, smitten, and afflicted by God. Griefs means sicknesses. Yes, Sorrow means pain. Now, there are other places in the Bible. You know, the Bible was translated from Hebrew in the Old Testament to English and, and from, um, from um, Greek. From Greek into English in the New Testament. 
Great. So other places in the Bible, in, in the Old Testament, it's sickness is interpreted as sickness. It's said sickness. And the word sorrow, you know, they use sorrow for pain. Well, it is sorrowful when you got pain. <laughs> but but the, the point behind this is it, the original said sickness and pain. So we know he bore our sins. Did he bear our sickness? Did he carry our pain? When he took our punishments. Yes. Isaiah was in the spirit and, and a prophet. And he saw into the future and he writes this. You see, he sees the one who is to come, come on. and it's Jesus. And he asks if we'll believe this report. And he saw Jesus despised and rejected, and he also had revelation that Jesus did it to bear our sickness and carry our pain yeah. as well as repent our sins. Now, do you hear what I'm saying here? Because most people say, get born again, and they skip the rest. Okay? Now, this was the great exchange. So put up there 2 Corinthians 5.21. I'm trying to go in order to, to show you. See, we've got to get used to this. Okay. All right. For he has made him to be sin for us who never knew any sin. Jesus didn't know any sin. Even though he was a man like us and he had temptations like us. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And that word righteousness is a huge deal. Huge deal. So this was the great exchange. Jesus said, God the Father said, will you go in my place? Because... This is my family, and I can't redeem him because Adam sinned, yeah. and it was legal, yeah. okay? So he had to sin, and he said, my son, Jesus, will you go in my place you, and die for these people? <laughs> so just think what he did. So Jesus didn't, in the Old Testament, they covered the sins by killing an animal, you know, and the blood, okay? But he put away all our sins on the cross. He was the perfect and final lamb of God. They used to take a lamb of God. Just listen to what I'm saying. It was, because don't even look at the scripture, because you miss out. He was a lamb of God, okay? They would take lambs, right? Yep. And they would kill them to, to remit the sins, and, and that was just a blotting out, okay, but, or just a remission of it. But he took our sins and removed them once and for all. He was the perfect, spotless Lamb of God. That's why there could be no sin in him. And I, I'm telling you, if Jesus, yeah, walked the earth as a man like us, but never sinned, and I can prove that. There's scriptures in Hebrew. He said he knew everything. He was tempted by women. He was tempted by pornography. He was tempted by everything. But he never sins. 
He was tempted to get mad at somebody and slug them, but he didn't do it. <laughs> In the temple, he got angry, but that was righteous anger. And sometimes we do too. Okay, so, but he removed, I, I tried to get the right word, removed those sins because he took them on himself. And he says, oh, yeah, there, there's, a, there's Jackie, there's, there's Jesse, there's Tabitha, there's Ian. I see Ian and Jesus. It, all his sins are in there. You see that? Yeah. <laughs> Mary and Anita, and you too. <laughs> and all the rest of you. But when, when something is covered, you can, un, you can uncover it yes, you can, to find it, right? Yeah. But you can't find your sins from the day that you got born again. All your sins from the past. Now, I'm telling you this because people are, they're going to, here I go again. And don't get offended by me. But I know that I know it's just like somebody in this church had to tell, you're, you've got a panic attack, you've got a spirit of fear. It's the word, I'm telling you, it's the word, child. It's their child, and they're telling you, I'm telling you, and telling you, you can't take this casually. It's the word of God that gets rid of panic attacks. Because it's a demon spirit of fear. And this is the same thing. See, all your sins of the past are wiped out. I'm talking to myself, too. Because stuff will come up from the past. And that's the devil, he's the accuser of the brethren. Remember when you did this, and you didn't do this. You know, I know, but you've got to recognize that and say, nope, my past is gone. Your past is gone, 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 gone. And, and we've got to, I know how I struggle, and I'm just being, a, a, maybe I struggle more than you guys do, <laughs> in all seriousness. But you, you have to get rid. He took it. Yeah. And he took it to hell and burned it up. Yeah. All yeah. of your past. Yeah. And the more you bring it up, see, the more it gets in you, just like anything yeah. you talk about. Okay. So, see, you can't, if you're born again, you cannot find your sins from the day you became born again, from the past. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say this, though. All the sins from the past are wiped out, but if you sin now, yeah, yeah. you know, after you are born again, yeah, you yeah. sin. You need to use 1 John 1, 9. If I confess my sins, God is faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Right then and there, your righteousness is restored back to him. You go to him. I had to go to somebody else. But you go, you go straight to him. Yeah, now, Jesus took the sins, though, from free that, and he left them in the pit of hell. Yeah, when he spent three days and nights in Hades. Okay, so, oh, I know all this stuff. Yeah, it's surface knowledge. Right. What I'm telling yeah. you, if you keep rehearsing this, yeah. you're going to get revelation yeah. of it. And you're not going to be bugged by all this stuff from your past. It's done. It's over. And God wants us to move on. I'm talking to myself. 
See, what most people don't realize, he took and bore them in his own body. And he left them there in hell. And it's not been taught enough. Now, in other years, I took Rick Rick Renner's uh, descriptions of... (laughs) But we'll do that again. We don't have time today. (laughs) But... Okay. Jesus, I'll tell you this one. Jesus didn't just take, say, okay, category lies, category adultery, category whatever. You know what I mean? Stealing. Yeah. You know what? And say, oh, okay, all the lies. Now, he took the sins of everybody from the time of Adam until the end of the world of babies that aren't even born yet. He took all their sins. At that time, but every time, think of the billions of people that have come and gone, died, you know what? All their sins, he took on that cross, every lie that every billions of those people ever did, all of them, all the time somebody rapes somebody, every time there's sexual perversion, every time there's, there's stealing. He took every single one of them. Not just... Now, can you imagine that? I mean, it's bad enough he took mine. <laughs> but to take all the billions of people from the time of Adam to the end of the world. And sometimes you got to think about that. And it said, see, he was so full... Of God's glory, though, it was hard to kill him. In Isaiah 52, it says he was marred more than any man who had undergone the crucifixion. They couldn't kill him because he was so full of God. And then that's why he said to Herod, you cannot take my life. Herod said, hey, don't you know? Why aren't you answering me? Don't you know I could save your life? And he says... No man can take my life unless I give it freely. They, could, they wouldn't have been able to kill him unless he said it. Okay. All right. So, I mean, these are things, though, if you, you know, meditate on them a lot, we can be healed. We can, you know. Okay, verse 4. I'm going to read it. <laughs> put, up, put up the, uh, no, the King James. Verse, what did I say? Verse 4. Oh, okay. Put up verse 5 first before I go back to 4. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Okay, the chastisement of our peace. That, that was when, and I'm, they, they stripped him naked. When they beat him, he was naked, tied to a whipping post. That's humiliating in itself. And when, when um, you know, he remember he went from Pontius Pilate to Herod, and then Herod said, uh, "Take him back." And he gave him one of those royal robes, and all all that. And yeah, and uh, he was whipped already, and he had, they stripped it off of him. <laughs> And, and, you know, you imagine what came off of everything. 
It was horrible. I was going to say something else about that. But just remember when it says griefs in the Bible, it's from the word koli in, in uh, Hebrew, and it means sickness and disease. And 20 other times in the Old Testament, it's translated from Hebrew to English as disease, but not in our Bible, <laughs> in the King James. See, the Hebrew and Greek scholars, I, I'm going to tell you, this was like, you know, in, maybe in, in my lifetime, they got, to, did, got together from different denominations, different places, and, and, and they, you know, different camps, yeah. right? Right, right? And how they believed, and they did not, some of them, they were in a big fight, and I got this from Keith Moore. They, they, were, they fought over that, what that word meant. He said, well, well if we put it in there, I, it, because they didn't believe it. That's, right. That's why they did it. Yeah. We're talking scholars uh -huh. yeah. with many, many, many uh, PhDs in theology, doctorates in theology behind their name. And some of them didn't believe, and some of them did believe, and they, they separated and that's why they, they got so upset, he said, that they left him, and then they wrote that, what they were writing, yeah. the Bible. So see, <laughs> um, yeah. so see, there's another, just remember those who, who in the Amplified, they said it right. So let's put up the Amplified in 4 and 5. Yeah. I know I'm kind of jumping, but I'm trying to get this across. Yeah. Because if you, if you can get this in you, on, yeah. we can believe better for healing. Yeah. Four, 4 and 5. It says, surely he has borne our griefs, parentheses. And in other words, it's defining griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses. And they carried our sorrow and pains of punishment. They put it that way. <laughs> sorrow, pain, and, you know, and sorrows and pain. Sorrow really means pain. Okay. Yet we ignorantly considered Jesus stricken, smitten, and inflicted by God as if with leprosy. Go ahead. And, but he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our guilt and iniquities, the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him, and with his stripes that wounded him, we are healed yeah. and made whole. Yeah. With the beatings, yeah. in other words. Yeah. Okay. So, verse 4 is actually repeated in the New Testament in Matthew 8, 16 and 17. Don't put it up there in the King James. Yeah. You got to really be good about there. <laughs> You're blessed. You're not up there today. <laughs> well, we learn. Praise God. Hallelujah. Matthew eight sixteen and seventeen. Yep. When um when we um were teaching school, we wrote this on everybody's desk. Remember, Sherry. <laughs> At least verse uh, 17. When the evening was come, whatever Isaiah said, you know what? They prophesied. Uh, it came back 
the, the Holy Spirit was another commentator, right? Yeah. Besides those other ones who were in, you know, those big wheels. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit said it right. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken, fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah saying, himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Okay, the word took means to remove it, to extract it. Keep that up there. Infirmities, and I looked it up in Webster's Dictionary. It's weaknesses due to older age, frailty, sickness, disease. It means all that. Okay, but Jesus, it says that he extracted it. So I'm going to believe that. Instead of being... <laughs> but see, that spirit of infirmity tries to get us. In older age especially. Uh, or any time. So you've got to just keep that in mind. Remember, Jesus cast out a spirit of infirmity a lot. Okay, so Jesus bore, he carried it off to hell. That's what that means. My infirmities. Let's just say this. Say it. Jesus bore, he carried off to hell all of my infirmities. My frailty, my, frailty, my, sickness, my sickness, and my diseases. And, my diseases. <laughs> and in uh, verse 17, notice that it also said, well, no, in the other one, I guess. Anyway, it must be, huh, okay. It doesn't say that. <laughs> but anyway, in many other passages, it says he healed all the sick. All were healed. So, so, is redemption for everyone? Yes. Yes. Just a few of you think that. What's redemption for everything? Yes. Hey, you got to get into this because I know that it's a lot of explanation and I'm probably, but honest to God, the more you get into it, the more you, you, you know what, and even respond to it, the more you get it. So, so, is redemption for everyone? Yeah. Is healing for everyone? Yeah. So, we can both be born again and healed. And, we're, and when we come to believe that redemption was for our sickness, just as strong as that redemption took away our sins, we'll be healed. So, why did he bore our sins and carry our pains? So we could bear them for his glory down on earth? Oh, so he could teach us something in sickness and disease. Don't ever say that either. Well, I got to the hospital. I got to witness. You could have witnessed without going into the hospital. He bore our pain and he carried our disease for the same reasons he became sin so we could be free. And I, I mean, it, it was to restore the Garden of Eden before Adam sinned and sold us out. So I thank you, John, for being patient with me. <laughs> Isaiah verse 5. 
But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, Amen. we are healed. Um, let me see something. Does it say it in the Amplified? You got to realize I was exhausted. When I, was, I wrote this thing out all day long. I was oh, I'm tired from this. From, um, Well, you know, in another place, though, it says he was stricken. He was smitten and afflicted. Stricken and smitten and afflicted means beaten. So the stripes that he had were a result of whippings, of being beaten, right? Stripes means wounds and internal bleeding, bruising. Contusions, welts, when struck with a rod or a whip. And beatings were punishments for disobedience and rebellion and breaking laws. Now this is Proverbs 10, 13. It might be good for parents. <laughs> In the lips of him that has understanding, wisdom is found. But a rod is for scoffers and stripes for the back of him that is void of understanding. Ouch. <laughs> I know. Proverbs 19, 29 says, Judgments are prepared for scoffers, and stripes for the backs of self-confident fools. See, they were beaten after hours of instruction and pleading to do the right thing. In other words, you see what I mean? In, in those days, they, they would beat people, but they, they told, him what, told them what the right thing was. And said, I don't believe it. I won't do it. Da, 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 da. Stubborn. Yeah. Rebellion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, and that's, that's what happens. After hours of instruction. Scourging was used and caused stripes. Right? right. I mean, I think of even the Negro slaves. You know, that. But, uh, but, but Jesus was bound naked to his whipping posts yeah. so he couldn't move and beaten. Yeah. And he did not have to do this to go to the cross nope. for our sins. He did not have to be beaten. No, he did not have to. And the Roman called it examination. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's how they examined him. Right? Yeah. Why did he do this? Yeah. If I asked you I can remember when I was teaching school and, and there were all different denominations in there. And I remember I said something about this and the little girl went home. She wasn't that old, maybe third grade. She went home and told her mom and she says, you tell that teacher that he did that for our sins, not for sicknesses. Because we, I went, okay, we're not going there. <laughs> oh, she did? She told you that? Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. I thought I'm not... Going there. Don't throw your <laughs> but he didn't have to do that. He did that extra. And people will say, well, that was for our sins. No, he died on the cross and shed his blood for our sins. See, the Bible says he did it for our sicknesses, diseases, and infirmities. And it says by his stripes, by scourging, by bruising, we were healed. And it means bodily, 
And yeah, the little girl said to me, well, that was spiritual healing, teacher, not, not uh, body healing. <laughs> I think she even wrote it down on a piece of paper. I could tell you they were Church of God. <laughs> but our, our, okay, our spirit was not healed, it was recreated. Yeah. Our spirits are not healed, they're recreated, they are brand new, right? Absolutely brand new, regenerated. Uh, I remember Kenneth Hagin said, I remember him saying it, at a camp meeting, and he said, when, when you have uh, something like, let's say you have something on your nose, you know, yeah. and it's taken off, he says, did you get a new nose? No. He said, maybe you really wanted a new nose, but, but he said, you don't get a new nose, it's just healed. Yeah, right. But our spirits were made new yeah. when we got born again. So, Proverbs 20, verse 30 says, the blueness of a wound bruises, cleanses away evil. So do stripes do the same thing in the inward parts of the belly. The Amplified says, blows that wound, cleanse away evil, and strokes for correction Reach to the innermost parts. So in 1 Peter 2.24, himself bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin might come alive to righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. Right? So bruising beatings were a means of punishment and Jesus was beaten and bruised for our sicknesses and diseases. In the Old Testament, sicknesses came on people because they broke God's commands. But Jesus took all, 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 all the punishment for all our sickness and disease. Now, sickness, poverty, and hell are punishments. They're not a blessing, right? <laughs> and we have heard a perverted gospel. Jesus was never disobedient. He was never rebellious, so he was never sick. Now, now you got to take something out of that little one. He took all our sicknesses and our diseases and all that stuff, but you got to get into the Word also because sometimes you open the door. And I hate to say that because of all the stuff that. <laughs> Does my pride want to say that? No, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just joshing with you to make it a little lighter. But, but it's the truth. We've somewhere we've opened the door, and we need to close it. We need to look at what we're doing. In verse four, it said he was smitten of God, his own Father. Now, why was Jesus smitten of God? Because Jesus was disobedient and sinful and rebellious. I, I have some notes in my Bible, and it says he took our transgressions. Um, transgressions mean like things that we do wrong now, sins, crimes, offenses, whatever, felonies, misdeeds, felonies. <laughs> um, and uh, 
The other one, I'm not. Iniquities, though, are deeply rooted, premeditated things. Some of them our ancestors have done, and the root of that thing tries to get on us. Alcoholics, drug addicts. Sometimes that'll even turn into overeating. Whatever it is, it's always too much, you know. Um, Of all those things, that is iniquity. But he took all those. He took, there is no, once you're born again, your generational curses are gone. Jesus became a curse for us. Well, cursed was he who hung on a tree. I just wanted, I wanted to, I just, you know, kind of want to mention that. Okay, so verse 6, Isaiah 53. We'll be done pretty soon. Pretty soon, and we're going to go to communion, and then you're dismissed. It says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has made to light upon him the guilt and iniquity of us all. And that's why he took those, those curses and stuff. But, but just that first part, we turn to our own way and see, and that's what opens the door to some of this other stuff. I, I just want to show you a lot of this. Okay, so here I have again, iniquity, punishment for sins of our ancestors. So, but that's done away with. So don't get into that. Okay, we were separated from God. We had no peace, no confidence. Some people were broken, poverty, defeated, sickness, and disease. And the justice would be for us to be this way because Adam sold out to the devil. And unless someone else would step in and take the punishment. But he was the righteous judge. And we would have all gone to hell if Jesus had not done what he did because we deserved the punishment because we were Adam's children. And see, did you understand that? I mean, every time, we, we always had Easter and all this stuff and everybody bawls and cries. You know what? We almost thought it'd be happy Jesus did that. <laughs> Come on, we're free because of it. I mean, when you hear what he did, though, it's like, okay, so God asked his only son to step in for us. Would you have done that? And Jesus took the punishment for sins, the broken covenant, and the rebellion which caused sickness and disease. And when did he do it? Not on the cross that occurred later. He did it when he was tied to the whipping post and beaten. And people could see the, the soldiers beating him. What they could not see was the spiritual blows and the spiritual impact of what happened. Okay, let's go to verse 10 in Isaiah 53. And it says, Yet it was the will of the Lord to bruise him. Gee, would Lonnie want to take his... I don't think so. 
Wyatt and, and say, here, you die for all these mean people. <laughs> That'd be a hard thing to do. He was put, now see here it says grief. <laughs> he was put to sickness and made, and grief and made him sick. When you, oh, do you have the Amplified up? Yeah. yeah. And when you and he and his life are an offering for sin, or when you and he make his life an offering for sin, and he has risen from the dead in time to come, he shall see his spiritual offspring. He shall prolong his days, and the will and pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Now, just... Just think, if Lonnie said, oh, I'm so pleased why it has to be beaten and suffer and, and die on the cross and be nailed and, and be whipped. Well, I, tell, I mean, that God the Father, you know, it pleased him because he loved us. Think about this. See, uh, see uh, he could, you know what? He could see your faces. He could see all of our faces. Now, that seems impossible. Jennifer, he could see your face. Do I got the right name now? Sure. Yes. He saw your face. Yep. <laughs> he did. Tina, he saw your face. Yeah. Ooh. He saw our face. Because go to this, I really went up there. Galatians 2.20, but out of the King James. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost there. Mm-hmm. I love this scripture. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, here I am. I live. And the life I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in this flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Next verse. And I, I want to add this. Therefore, I'm not going to frustrate what in the world God did for me. I'm frustrating him when I don't believe it. Wouldn't you get frustrated if somebody didn't believe you? He died. I mean, he, he took it. The sickness. I mean, I got to get that in myself too, obviously. <laughs> but but you are, we are frustrating the grace of God. That, that really got to me. I cried when I, the first time I read that. For if righteousness comes by the law, see, we think we've got to do good works, good works, good works. We've got to receive them. Yeah, then you want to do good works. But we're frustrating. It'd be just, and I've said this before, like, say Mark was going to get, um, you know, he, he really liked Corbin. You know, and he said, oh, I'm going to get you a, I'm not real sharp, I'm, What's a real expensive car? A Lamborghini? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Corbin said, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want that. He kind of walks away. Yeah, he wasn't, yeah. <laughs> but but would that hurt your feelings, Mark? Or Alicia, if you it took your money and spent that much on it? And I mean, it does. If you have you ever given something to one of the children, and they went, "Oh, you know," it hurts. It hurts. Well, I didn't want this. 
That hurts. Can you? That's how God hurts. When he, what he did for us. See, you got to think in those terms sometimes. So, um, in, a, in another translation, verse 10 says, Jehovah was delighted. He was delighted. Remember that sermon by Nancy Dufresne about being delighted about everything? He was delighted to bruise his son Jesus and make him sick. <laughs> the Jewish translation said it pleased the Lord to crush Jesus by disease. To crush Jesus by disease. Being beaten and nailed to the cross was awful, but only half of what happened. Every sin, and I told you that, all the horrifying, gruesome sins of a person from Adam to the end of the world, all the painful, ugly sickness, every time you threw up, every time you had the flu, every time you had pain from cancer, you had everything, you know, every bit. COVID, all the painful, ugly sickness from Adam to the end converged on Jesus' spirit. Spirit. And he didn't just empathize with it, say, oh, you know. He became sin. He became sickness. And he went to hell. And the demons had a blast, you know, just abusing him. So see, he said, you, you took drugs. Here's some more drugs. Let's see how, but we're not going to give them to you. You just see, they say if you go, if you go to hell for something, that very thing will be denied you that you want, that you craved. So see, when he cried out, it, see, he became sin, he became sickness, and he went to hell. And when it, why? That's well, that's why he cried out, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me?" It'd be like your parents, like, like Alicia. Mark and Lacey would say, get out of here, I don't want you anymore. Come on. <laughs> I mean, that, you've got to think of it as a parent sometimes. See, God turned his face from Jesus. And Mark would go, I want nothing to do with you anymore. I mean, that's happened to people. <laughs> but Jesus took it. <laughs> he took it, he took that hurt. And that's why we have to let the past be the past. Because yeah. God, because of the renewal of the mind, Nancy was, she said, you just got to, because the yeah. devil is the accuser of the brethren, yeah. and he's going to drive you batty in this day and age particular. I'm saying it in my own words. She didn't say it that way, but she's more. <laughs> says, says it better. But, it, I mean, it's just like something came up from the past last night. It's good, it's good, and you don't, you don't even recognize it does, and you go, wait a minute. <laughs> you gotta, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Hurts. Yeah. And especially like, you know, and then will at Christmas, so don't get into that. Yeah. Because that, people get too much, much nostalgia or whatever, and you're gonna, you just crush yeah. them. Yeah. If something, okay. We have got to be strong to do what God wants us to do. Okay, God turned his face from Jesus. And you've got to realize how that would feel. Separated himself from his only son for us. And the 
full brunt of God's judgment and punishment for the full brunt for our sins came on Jesus. But before the cross, they ripped off all of his clothes. And that was humiliating in the first place. They tied him and beat him like a criminal. And according to Rick Renner, I am just going to say this in case this ever happened to you. Being sexually abused, especially when you're a kid or any other time, they took, and Kenneth Copeland said this too, they took Jesus that night, you know, they took him, they took him down into a basement part. And they could tell this from the Greek and the Hebrew. And 400 soldiers sexually abused him in ways. And I'm, t I'm telling you, I won't say there were 400, but when they say we think of one soldier, it was many, many, many that popped him on the head, spit goobers in his face, and his hands were tied back, and he couldn't wipe them off, and said evil things to him. <laughs> Save yourself now. <laughs> you did miracles. What's wrong with you? You know, bullying. Anybody being bullied? Jesus took it. He took it. All these things. You can't imagine. He took every little tiny detail of, of our stuff. And that's why we have got to let our minds go, okay? I'm going to be strong in the Lord. That's what I learned. A sound, disciplined mind. So that we can do the work of Jesus. They ripped off his clothes. They tied him and beat him like a criminal, <laughs> that other part too. Okay, so Isaiah saw it all this centuries before, and he said God is bruising him, putting him to sickness. The Romans hit him and hit him and hit him and hit him and hit him, but it was God who struck him with the spiritual root, that book, <laughs> of every disease and every sickness. Their spiritual roots, if you take cancer cells, there's mobility in them. They can move, right? right. What keeps them alive? A spiritual root. Right. Because there was a spiritual core and a root to every disease. Yeah. Yeah. And God laid that on Jesus when the Romans beat him on the whipping post. You really got to you know, go over this almost and meditate on it. But see, here's the lie of the devil. The devil says, well, Jesus died for you, and he loves you and all that, but you messed up so bad this time. This time you, you went overboard. You're a failure. You're no good. You just keep sitting. There's no hope for you anymore. <laughs> but Jesus already took the punishment for our sins and our sicknesses. And you need just say, God, forgive me. Yeah. And, and you need to be, <laughs> I mean, sincere. Yeah. Hey, if the Holy Ghost was living in you, you saw it. <laughs> Jesus, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost live in you. You were committing adultery last night. He saw you. You might as well admit it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? See, that, but see, that's why he was whipped and beaten. To say we can't be healed because we messed up again and again, he's told me that so many times, doesn't make sense. It's the devil's favorite lie. 
You failed, you missed it, you have no right to be healed, you don't deserve it. Right? I don't, have you ever gone through that? I have. <laughs> yep. You know, that is why Jesus is at the whipping post. Before the crucifixion. And he took our sickness and disease the same way he died on the cross for our sins. So, I mean, you gotta, you got to talk this, you got to meditate this, you got to roll it over in your mind, and, and the revelation knowledge. Can I, I, I got to admit, I know this, but I, I'm, not, I'm not there either. See, this is good news. It's the great, ex this was the great exchange. It's the gospel. You are now, if you're born again, you're the righteousness of God. Now, let me just finish up with this. Okay. We're his righteousness. He became our righteousness. And once he declared us righteous by his resurrection from the dead. Sure. 2 Corinthians 5.21. Yeah. Him who knew no sin became sin for us, that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. 1 Corinthians 1.30. But of him are you in Christ Jesus who was made unto us wisdom from God and righteousness, sanctification and redemption. We are those things. And then the Galatians 2.20, I've, I've, I've been crucified in Christ. Nevertheless, I live in the life I now live. I live with my faith in the Son of God. Okay, our repenting, crying, and weeping had nothing to do with our righteousness in redemption. We stand complete in him in all the fullness of his great matchless life. Yeah. We're complete in him. Yeah. You can do the same works he did. Yeah. You can. We are God's elect, and he says, who shall lay anything to the charge of my son or daughter? <laughs> See, God's faith in the son works. God is a faith God. And he counted the, the, those things that were not as though they were. Yeah, right? Yeah. And down in hell, he counted us righteous and alive yeah. before we were even born. Yeah. He counted us new creations, sons and daughters, before the, the body of Christ even came into being. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He counted the things that were not as though they were, and they became. So the moment we accept him as Savior and Lord, and the new birth is made a reality in us. Now, if he was made righteous, then all of us who accept him as our Savior, confess him as Lord, and receive eternal life are automatically made righteous. That moment, and we can dominate the forces of hell in his name and take authority even over our own self. In doing things wrong. I'm just going to read. That's why this book, some of you have it. Remember I told you, it, I tell you what, get in it, get in it, get in it, like it's the Bible. Pastor Ike said this is his Bible. <laughs> I mean, that's, but I mean, it, it is. It's, uh, I've got the whole thing practically yellow, then I'm supposed to stop. Anyway, there's some things I wanted to read. Okay. He was declared righteous because he had satisfied the claims of justice. He met every demand of the Supreme Court of the universe that was against the human race. 
He was made righteous with the life of God as we are made righteous in the new creation. We're brothers and, you know, with Jesus, we're brothers and sisters. Did you know that? But God is our Father. So he was made so righteous that not a trace of the sin and diseases that had become a part of him or were in this awful judgment. He was so righteous when he was made that way after all that sin, you know, he took all of our stuff on him, that he could enter into the presence of the Father with no sense of guilt or inferiority. So get rid of the inferiority, the low self-esteem. Get rid of it. He took it for you. When he was made sin, he cried, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When he was made alive, God said, You're my son. This day have I begotten you. <laughs> That's when he begot him, after he came out of hell. See, there's, he stood before the angelic host as righteous, pure, as though he had never been made sin. And he was full of our diseases. All of that had to be healed because he had a body like ours. See, in the moment he was made righteous, he was the absolute monarch of the universe. Now, but when he was made righteous, he became the dominant master and ruler of hell. And so did we. If he was made righteous, then all of us who accept him as our savior confess him as our Lord and receive eternal life, are automatically made righteous that moment and can dominate the forces of hell in his name, in the name of Jesus. You have to use his name, and he gets all the glory. It's all of grace. Galatians 2.21, do not frustrate the grace of God, because he gave it to you. It's all of grace, and it's not of works. Except the only thing, when you love God with all your heart, you want to do works. <laughs> you want to do something that We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. This is true. See, there's a perverted gospel out there. It hasn't been, it hasn't been taught this way. I'm, I'm not trying to, but it's the truth. There's so much more. Why does it say, as he is, so are we in this world? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Even greater works, it says, that we'll do because he went to the Father. <laughs> greater works? Yeah, because there's a whole bunch of us. There's a whole bunch of little <laughs> us's, and we can go different places. Do you see that? Besides that, Jesus had died on the cross, and he couldn't get anybody born again yet. We can get people born again and spirit-filled. <laughs> um, Romans 3.26 says that he might be righteous and the righteousness of him that has faith in Jesus. You've got to believe it by faith. This is a lot, I know, especially if you aren't used to <laughs> studying and doing a lot of stuff. How about Ephesians 2.6? And I, this is one of my favorite verses. He raised us up. God the Father raised us up and made us sit together at the right hand 
of Jesus, of the Father. Jesus and us are at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly places, the highest place of authority in the universe. Nothing, no ruler, no communist, no evil person, no storm, no nothing is greater than where we're sitting because we're born again. And the Bible says it. And if you keep repeating it, repeating it, repeating it, it starts to get in you and say, wait a minute, devil, get out of here. You spirit of fear, get out of here. I, boy, we're, we're going to have to see, can, and this, can't you see the utter fearlessness? This gives you, in the presence of all kinds of diseases and in the presence of Satan himself, you have to have a sense, the sense of oneness with him yeah. is as real as his sense of oneness was with us when he was on the cross. So let us arise, take our place as victors, as conquerors. We're more than conquerors. You always, God always causes you to triumph in Christ Jesus. If God is for you, who can be against you? <laughs> I mean, there's so much... Go out and do the work that Jesus began to do when he was here. With Kenyon. He was way before. <laughs> Amen. I mean, it would be good to just go over this like a, and never stop as a devotional. Just keep going over it and over it and over it and over it and over it. Because it takes a lot to get this in us because we, I've had such bad, I mean, you know, too many years of 40 years of wrong teaching, and it takes a while to get it out of you. <laughs> and now there's more revelation of this. Amen. So we're going to receive communion quick. So you can go. <laughs> okay. What? Oh, it, wait, let's see. Identification, it says, The Romance in Redemption <laughs> by E.W. Kenyon. It, for a booklet, it's rather expensive, but it's well worth it. Well worth it. So I put where I wanted to read from, but if I, I could read you all this, it's so good. <laughs> and most of the people, our camp, that's, they know this. Do you, that, I, I will tell you this, not every camp does get into this by word of faith yes. like we do. Yeah. And that's to me where I see the stuff. Stuff happen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's why. Okay. 